Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host Jared and today we're joined with Edwina. And also joined with Alex, my brother. Say hello. Hi there. <laughs> okay, if you're listening to this, this is our movie podcast. You're watching that again? Again? Uh, we're continuing with our Police Academy series. We're doing Police Academy 2, the first assignment. Uh, released in 1985, starring Steve Guttenberg, Bubba Smith, David Graff, Michael Winslow, Bruce Mueller, Marion Ramsey. Uh, written by Barry W. Bolstein, David Sheffield, and directed by Jerry Paris. All right. Warning. This is a full spoiler podcast. If you haven't seen the movie, please come back Spoilers. when you have. Well, you must, if you click on this, you've already seen it. Come on. A, a, a spoiler for a movie that's 36 years old. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, first of all, I'll go around the table. Uh, I'll start with Alex on the phone. Uh, so, what's rewatching this, Alex? Uh, what did you think rewatching it again? And, uh, and for your memories of watching it? Hmm. Well, again, I watched it when I was a kid. So, watching it again now, I think, I think it's still, for me, still just as maybe more funnier now. Yeah. Jokes wise, yeah, there's probably a few that are. Yeah, didn't quite get when I first watched it. Now I guess it just makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think overall, it's you know, it's it's not like it's a Space Jam effect for me. When you know, when I was a kid, it was amazing, and then I watch it now, I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah. I thought that was a good movie. It's it's yeah, it's still pretty high in my books. Probably if not better. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you, Eddie? Yeah, I didn't really watch this as a kid like no i think you well you know i I think i definitely saw the first one multiple times Mm -hmm. um i think i probably would have seen this once right (laughs) yeah like i couldn't really remember much of the movie except for like them driving off at the end in the um bigfoot is it bigfoot yeah yeah the the big four-wheel truck uh that massive what do you you call those monster Monster trucks yeah that's all i could remember from Mm -hmm. it was that the, they get married and yeah. there's a monster truck that they that, that, that was a huge joke because <laughs> <laughs> no one you don't drive those on the road <laughs> that was the joke yeah yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah well yeah this film has a uh, these films all have a little special place for me I think it's mainly because it's part of our laser disc collection and uh, as I think we might maybe previously stated uh, up our up at Torquay we have our laser disc and these are always the films we tend tend to uh, watch. Although I haven't watched it on LaserDisc in a long time. I'm not really sure. Does LaserDisc still work down there, Alex, or what? To be honest, I haven't turned it on for a good 10 years. But <laughs> yeah, if it even works or not. It does still work. I reckon it still would. Yeah. So, you know, I'd always seen these films. I'd always watched them down there. I'd always liked them. And I, I admit, I can't remember the last time I'd seen this film. It's been a long time. I'd say it could be 15, 20 years. You know, easy. Uh, and, you know, it was good to rewatch. It was good to, to relive it and... Uh, I consider I can I remember watching it as a kid as well, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't even remember like where it's just been on the TV. Like the first one is always just on the TV. It was <laughs> it was played on the TV a lot, yeah. And then yeah. I think it was Free to just, air, yeah. just the other night it was on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, the first other, one was just on TV. I think TV there was the some promo of the, they're playing all the movies on some free to air network. I can't remember which one, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it definitely comes up every now and again. But uh no, it was good to good to uh, reminisce, you know, a little nostalgic with this one I gotta say. Yeah, put real big nostalgic. And I reckon this one is pretty darn funny compa- uh probably the, one of the funniest I reckon yeah. I would say. Uh would you agree with that, Alex? Yeah, I I probably would have it in my yeah, out of all of them, <clears throat> definitely 
top top two for me. Yeah, I, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, and it, like some of the jokes in this just are really, really, really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is ultimately saved saved by uh, Bobcat Goldthwait's performance. Oh, uh, God, I think without yeah. this him, this without him in this movie, this film just would not have worked. Because he somehow does this menacing yet sweet. Pr- like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like he's kind of menacing and deranged, mm. but also has like this little. Like innocence or something? Childlike innocence, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's yeah. kind of good, yeah. It does well. All right. Uh, with, well, with that out of the way, we'll do the summary and uh, we'll get back into it. After a random attack by the Scullions, a gang led by Zed, Chief Hurst goes to the 16th Precinct, telling Captain Pete Lassard that the Precinct is the worst in the city. Lassard protests as his officers are understaffed and old and can no longer get the job done. Hurst gives him 30 days to turn the Precinct around or he is out. Before he leaves, Lieutenant Mauser asks for promotion if Captain Lassard fails. Captain Lassard calls his brother Eric at the Police Academy, asking him for six recruits. The Commandant's top graduates, Kerry Mahoney, Laval Jones, Eugene Tackleberry, Moses Hightower, Levan Hooks, and Douglas Fackler arrive from the police academy and join the 16th Precinct, with some of them assigned to a veteran officer partner. Fackler is assigned to Dooley, Mahoney to Stolman, and Tackleberry to Sergeant Kathleen Kirkland. Tackleberry later confides to Mahoney that he may have fallen in love with Kirkland. Mauser undermines them, especially Mahoney. On patrol, Mahoney and Stolman spot a robbery, but the robbers escape as confusion is caused in part by other responding officers. Mauser is about to suspend them, but Mahoney's passionate plea convinces Lassard to give them another chance. Simultaneously, Zed and his gang go shopping in a supermarket, causing havoc and chaos. Mahoney is reassigned by Mauser to patrol a tunnel, resulting him and his partner being covered with soot. In revenge, he switches Mauser's shampoo with epoxy from a helmet repair kit, gluing Mauser's hands to his hair. <laughs> he embarrasses himself in front of the station and has to wear a wig throughout the remainder of the film. That's good, Dad. Uh, I'm glad that they actually keep that wig on <laughs> him the whole, whole rest of yeah. the movie. <laughs> it looks so ridiculous, too. Uh, Captain Lassard spots some of Zed's men and tries to deal with them, but is overrun and spray-painted. This humiliation embottles him to allow the precinct to use whatever means possible to contain the gang. Progress is made and most of the gang is captured at the Blue Oyster Bar, but most of the charges are dropped due to excessive force and procedure violations. Mahoney realises Mauser did this on purpose. In revenge, he requests a body cavity search for him. Later, Tackleberry goes dancing with Kirkland. They profess their love for each other and make love after removing their numerous concealed weapons. Captain Lassard goes to see his brother Eric, who comes up with an idea to hold a fair. However, Zed's men trash it, so Lassard is out of the job the next day, and Mauser is promoted to captain. His first act is to remove Mahoney, and then Stolman when he objects to Mahoney's dismissal. Mahoney, Stolman, and Lassard get together in a last-ditch attempt to stop the gang. Mahoney goes undercover to infiltrate the gang. Lassard and Stolman wire him with Mr. Microphone. As Jughead, Formerly the gang of the Archies, he infiltrates the gang. 
just reading that out seems so ridiculous. <laughs> Finding out that both their hiding spot <laughs> is at the Bannon Zoo. Yeah. And the name of their leader. However, his cover is blown when the microphone cuts into a radio ad, leading Captain Lassard calling on every man to the location. The officers stage their own raid, overpowering and arresting the gang. Zed attempts to escape with Mahoney, but Lassard blocks him, preparing to shoot Zed. However, Mahoney punches Zed down the stairs where Hooks arrests him. Lassard's gun was not loaded, as he hasn't carried live ammo since 73. He is then reinstated as captain, as are Mahoney and Stallman on the force. The officers, including the reinstated Lassard, attend Tucklebury and Kirkland's wedding. They drive off in the monster truck, Bigfoot, the end. I just have to say something that I noticed about that last scene, which Mm -hmm. I thought was hilarious. So this movie absolutely does not pass the Bechdel test (laughs) at all. What's the the Bechdel test? You know, like where you have, if there is more than one Oh, the feminism test. Yeah. yeah. If there's more than one female. Anyway, these... There's like three females in this. They never talk to each other. But in that last scene. <laughs> oh, they're all the bridesmaids. <laughs> they're the bridesmaids. <laughs> Who was the third girl? No, there was only. There's the. I thought there was three of them. Yeah, so. What's her name? Well, there was Hooks, and there was a. I didn't realise until you pointed out it was a girl from the uh, the shop. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, shop girl. the clothes shop yeah, yeah. girl. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think there was a third one, but I don't well, know who that was. She's actually quite a famous. What's her name? She's completely underutilized, but she's actually quite a famous. What's her name? Julie. Well, she was actually meant to be in the film a lot longer. I later found out. That's possibly why she was there at the end. She was meant to be the love interest for Mahoney. Yeah. But for whatever reason, uh, apparently they filmed a few scenes. Apparently on the on the Ferris wheel at the at the fair, there was meant to be like a little love scene with them or something, but it was yeah. cut out of the film in the end. Yeah. So Julie Brown. And she's completely wasted and underutilized in yeah. this role. But it was a pretty good dick joke the way they were. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she's um, she's in the middle that TV series. I don't, I don't know that show. She's in like the the Edge sketch show. Hmm. So yeah. Uh, Alex, anything you wanted to bring up? Not really, man. I'm going to think of. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this uh, it is that thing, Jared. This movie, it, it's not very complicated. It's really just yeah. I think it's uh, what's that thing like Police Academy. Not that the first one's bad, but I think with this one, it's it's getting more to the roots of what everyone remembers Police Academy in a way for mm. yeah. Not just sort of just stupid jokes, but like you know a bit of bit of pranks going on, and and the, I think the humour is a bit more family friendly, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so, some parts. Well, I well guess. they've moved away because we said that the first one was meant to be the Titsuna sorority sort of film. So, mm. and this one, they don't even have a police academy. Yeah. Like you yeah, see it for briefly at the start. Yeah. Um. So they've moved away from that, but it did seem like they they still wanted the M rating in this film because at the start of the film, when you see my honey at the beach, you see boobs for a second. Like three like, seconds, yeah. you got yeah. boobs. Oh, it's barely that. It's barely. It's like. A couple of frames, and you've really got to look for it because they're actually sort of far away as well. Mm. Uh, and the, you do get a you do get your f bomb in there as well. Uh, Melza says, "What yeah, the fuck?" Yeah. As he's running yeah, out, of, out right of the here, shower. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's that. I feel that was a transition from this to sort of still wanting to be because I think this film is rated M, 
and it probably gets that just from the the boobs alone. Because PG films, mm-hmm. you do you can get an F bomb in there, so yeah. they probably got away with that one. But they got the boobs out, so like, oh, okay, that's M, you know, yeah, straight away. Um, something else that was int- introduced into this film that there will be throughout is uh, Jonesy being the martial arts specialist. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> I was going to bring up that they changed Jonesy. All of a sudden, he he starts making doing the martial arts, doing the martial arts thing. Yeah. Which, and so then that starts happening in all of them. Well, that's a it? character trait he has throughout the whole series. He's the martial but arts he guy. Puts, the moment he puts the headband on. <laughs> yeah. He starts doing the bad ad-libbing. Ad yeah, Which yeah. I, can, oh, I can remember doing that at school. Yes. <laughs> Daniel. Daniel. Oh, look at trouble. Fight, huh? I'm doing it now. You can't see my mouth. Uh, yeah, the, oh, I love that. That was hilarious. The, you know, oh, my broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look what we've got, sir. Yeah, uh, so you lose. So we don't have Kim Cattrall in this one. No. So I'll just I'm just going to talk a little bit about the characters that we don't have in this one yep. as opposed to the first one and then the addition of some characters. Yeah. That I think are great additions. <laughs> um, well, if you're going to mention Callahan? Yes, yeah, so I'll go on to that. Okay. Um so we no longer have Kim Cattrall. I can't even remember what her character's name was. She was generic love interest and is Number replaced. One. Yep. And so yeah, replaced with that seamstress Chloe who's mm. Julie Brown who barely it looks like all of the, her stuff was cut out of the yeah, movie. Yeah, it was. Said. Yeah, yeah. She was meant to be a prominent love was just interest, yeah. Completely yep. wasted. And you no longer we no longer have um the Spanish Lothario. Mm-hmm. Guy, yes. So whose character's name was George Martin, and I had to look that up because I could not remember his name. His name was George Martin. Yeah, <laughs> that was his character's name. No, but he's like George Martin, or didn't yeah, he? Yeah, George of... Martin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I could not remember his character's name hmm. at all. Yeah, no, no Callahan, and she's rep- uh, do you replaced. Do you know why she wasn't in it? Why? Because she had a baby. Oh, yeah. That's why she, she okay. was meant to I be in it. I know she does come back. She she's comes in... back, yeah. And I think she's in every single one from this yeah. point on. Yeah. Uh, so we get no Callahan and she's replaced by Tackleberry's love interest, Kirkland. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure that, that was the <laughs> replacement there. Um, oh, yeah, because she's like the, the female gun. Uh, well, I guess she's kind of a dirty hairy, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. In some ways. Yeah, you don't. So we're also missing Leslie Barber, who is that fat. Loser guy. Yep. He just got picked on the whole time. Mm-hmm. And he's replaced with, is it Schultzman? Stoltman. Stoltman? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And his, his, actually, his, he's better. His, his quirk is that he eats not everything, anything. <laughs> like, like he's oh, he's just, walking down the street and he finds a chocolate. Oh, look at that. Half eaten. Oh, no wonder. It's covered in ants. Yeah, yeah. No, You're I not going to eat that, are you? Oh, you want to split one, it? I think the one that I uh, – because I was working while watching this at the same time. Yeah. And I, he's just like – he starts yelling at the cat going, you don't shit in my cereal. And then the litter box. The litter box. <laughs> and then he just flicks the cat shit out of his cereal and then continues eating the cereal. And I absolutely pissed myself <laughs> laughing at that. Um, as you said, he is so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and has like these really, and it's all just based around him eating mm. <laughs> like a chocolate bar that he found on. <laughs> <laughs> and then like when they're wiring up uh, 
Mahoney with, yeah. the, with the microphone. Yeah. 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 So okay. yeah, he just had he was he's a very good addition to Yeah, no, I like Stolman. Does he come I don't I can't no, remember. No, he doesn't come back, no, no. Oh, that's a shame. And then we have Kurt um Yeah, that's about it. Um yeah. Oh no, hang on. Oh we got Proctor as well. Oh yeah, no, now in the antagonists of this movie. Okay, Zed. So we well first we lose Harris. And mm-hmm. we get Mouse, um, Lieutenant Mauser. Yeah, and he has the what's the suck up guy? Proctor. Oh, Proctor. He's Proctor. Smithers. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smithers. Yeah. And then yeah, you get the big bad guy, um, Zed, mm. played by Bobcat. Oh, I can't even. Goldthwaite. Goldthwaite. Yeah. And it's the guy with the funny voice. Uh, okay, you've brought up Bobcat now, so yeah. we got to talk right. about Bobcat. Have you seen much of Bobcat, Alex? No, I don't think I've really maybe seen him. I think in that Shakes the Clown you mentioned about, but I don't think I've really seen him Yeah, um, I, in much as well. Well, I only found out until re- recently, when I say recently, maybe like 10 years ago or something, that that was a character that he was playing, and I thought that was actually how he spoke because I'd only ever seen him speak that way. I never realized that that was just his thing because I'd seen him in several different films and, it, and actually, no, there was one film I did see him in that it wasn't that, that bad. It was that uh, Nightmare Before Christmas movie, the Bill Murray one. Okay. Mm. Scrooged. Uh, yeah, he yeah. is in that, but he's not doing the voice. But I didn't know it was him. Uh, but I, I just thought that was the way he spoke. I don't know what that says about me, that I'm laughing at someone with a disability or something. Or, um, But he's actually stopped playing that character, possibly about five or, s- or ten years ago, I think. Um but uh, just watching some of his stand-up, and it, it, it is really funny, like just completely unhinged the way that he talks. But uh, with an addition, uh, the team-up they've given him with, um, oh, I've forgotten his name now, the character who plays Sweet Chuck, Tim Krasinski, who yeah. played Sweet Chuck. Uh, the, what, the chemistry between those two characters was just uh, great. In fact, Sweet Chuck's character wasn't meant to be in the film much, apart from the intro, but they... They uh, added him for more scenes. And his name actually wasn't meant to be Sweet Chuck. It was meant to be Shoe Chuck, which is actually written on the shop, on the shop front. Yeah. But apparently uh, Bubba Smith, the guy playing Hightower, kept fudging his name and calling him Sweet Chuck. Uh. And so they just left it at that. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So I found that interesting. Uh, but yeah. Um, and of course, Zed would return. In uh, Police Academy 3 and Doesn't 4. Doesn't he become a, one of the policemen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As they do in this universe, because um, there actually is an alternate ending to this. Did you, did you see that, Alex? The alternate ending? No, I, I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, there is an alternate ending where you see uh, uh, Commandant Lassard at the Police Academy doing the speech of, uh, you're going to be here for 14 weeks, training up, and uh, in the crowd you see Sweet Chuck and Bobcat. Yeah. As uh, cadets. Because yes, in this universe, you can either go to jail or join the police yes, academy. Yes, of course. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Eddie, uh, over to you. <laughs> no, I wanted, just wanted to talk about Tackleberry and Kirtland's relationship development yes. in this movie. Yeah. Because it was great. <laughs> it was fantastic. You liked it, did you? Yeah. Well, the fact that they actually gave Kirtland like, some personality. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh, instead of generic 
love interest. Yeah. Number she's probably two. more more uh, personality than uh, Kim Cattrall's character in the first Yeah, film. yeah, exactly. And you meet her family. Oh. <laughs> and that also yep. <laughs> they actually come back. <laughs> they actually come back in it as well, the family. Oh, uh, really? And I think the brother joins the police force. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think he's a he's a, actually a brother of the director or something, I think. the. But it's funny because, you know, Tackleberry is, you know, kind of a bit of a weird guy. But then he meets his family. He meets his family. And, and just the look on his face as he is sitting there watch them, watching them interact. And he is like, these guys are crazy. <laughs> but it's like they start off as like the perfect nuclear sort of family. Mm. And then the father and dad just start beating the shit out of each other. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the mum and her are just like laughing at it. Uh, it's like the daughter's sitting there laughing like, oh, I love it when they do this, you know. She's yeah. like, this is so funny when they when they play around and they're just beating the shit out of each other. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, then she drags him out with his hair. Yeah. <laughs> Dinner's ready. And she drags him out <laughs> by his hair. Ow. I think they do that same joke where she's grabbing him by the hair, but the father punches him and then she's got like a clump of hair in her hand. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Watch out for that one. Yeah. Okay. I'll be yeah. looking out for that in the next couple of movies. Yeah. I I, I really, really liked what they did with yeah. her. The fact that he doesn't actually like the fact that he was partnered with this girl. Yeah. Yeah. He did the- until, until he sees her gun. <laughs> <laughs> nice piece. Yeah. <laughs> I was referring to your sidearm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, we get the blue oyster bar. Yes. In this one again. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get the song though. No. No. That's a shame. Because they just have a bit of a fight in the bar, don't they? It's, it, really it's kind of funny how that happens too. Like Sweet Chuck runs in there. Gives that guy a nice right hook too, I have to say. With <laughs> the way they positioned it with his broken arm where he just, he <laughs> yeah, just turns yeah. he doesn't he just turns his body and punches him. Like I <laughs> Yeah. It's hilarious how he does that and then runs into the Blue Oyster Bar. And what are they doing though? They are doing the tango, of course. Mm-hmm. No no slow grinding stuff. It's all tango. And then uh guy walks in. Because they're classy like, guys. <laughs> they're classy guys. Yeah. Yeah. Do you um I, I actually like the idea of the um what is it, Lieutenant Mauser having his Smithers mm. instead of ha- like I suppose he's replacing those two, the racist guy and the jock guy from yeah. the first movie. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it works so much better. Yeah, uh, actually, let's just, let's talk about Proctor because Proctor's a really funny character. Yeah, uh, getting the pictures of the drunk, drunk fruits, drunken fruits <laughs> at the bar. Right. Look, sir, you can see those fruits are drunk. Who <laughs> asked for drunken fruits? I asked for new recruits drunk at the bar. And he's like, you know, sir, I mastered in, in, in art. I could paint a <laughs> no, I could paint a mustache on this guy. He looked like Hightower. <laughs> Should I save these, sir? That's right. The drunken fruits. <laughs> the drunken fruits at the bar. Mm. Um, also, that epo- the epoxy resin scene. Yeah. Is just <laughs> yeah painful laughing. Yeah, that. That, that 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 is probably the funniest scene. Uh, actually, no, no, the funniest scene, the shopping, the shopping scene. Oh, uh, I don't. Or oh, actually, no, I reckon it could be the opening scene. Oh, him locking the. Yes. But, and he's like so he's like super nervous like he's got thousands of dollars that he has to get to the bank yeah it's, it's like eight bucks. eight bucks yeah yeah the cardboard cut out of dirty harry as well yeah. just just for good measure in case and the, the barking dog 
The electric fence. That's creepy, that one, the barking dog, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Anyway. Uh, do we want to do... Uh, oh, no, I've still got, I still got oh, some notes to talk notes about. To talk uh, about. Uh, so I can remember the first time watching this. I don't know about you, Alex. Maybe you can throw a couple of cents in this one, um, depending how old you were when you first watched this. But when I first watched it, I didn't realize it was Mahoney going undercover. Oh, okay. Did you get that at all, Alex, or you knew straight away? Yeah, yeah I knew that one. No, I missed it. It went over my head completely. I didn't know who that guy was. Oh. Yeah. I thought, you know, who's this crazy guy? And I, I, I completely missed that joke altogether. Oh. Mm. So that was, uh, I can remember that. I can remember that. Um, mm. So it didn't make any sense until he, he took his moustache. I thought, oh, actually, that's Mahoney. Oh, okay. Oh, so you got Superman. <laughs> I got, what? Superman? You know, Superman, Clark Kent. Oh, the glasses, the yes. glasses. All yeah. it takes for you is a moustache. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, Bill Paxton was offered the role of Zed, but he turned it down to do Aliens. Hmm. I think he might have made the made the right, right choice. choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could imagine both both of those could work, but I, I don't know. Bobcat's so good as yeah, Zed. Well, Bobcat and Aliens. Oh, game over, man. <laughs> I could imagine Bobcat and Aliens. That would Bobcat work. and Aliens. Yeah, it wouldn't be the you know, masterpiece that it is now, but it's... Would have added something, I think. Hey, you want some of this too? <laughs> We're all dead, man. We're Game all over, man. Game over. Game over, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, Art Matrano was a guy who played Mauser. He sadly passed away this year, 2021, in September, age 84. Uh, and he would reprise the role in, a, in the next movie as Mauser, as a, a commandant of another or opposing a police academy. Oh. Well, I, I don't know why opposing, but for some, yeah, they end up sort of competing against each other for some reason. Okay. So, but that's kind of good. They go back to the police academy, but... Uh, Still think this one's better. Yeah, again, I can't even remember what this th- what the third one is about. Yeah, well, that's what it's about. Yeah, and the the racist guy and the jock and the back. jock guy come back. Okay. Yeah, so that those two come back. Um, yeah, pretty much most of the cast come back. Oh, just going back to Tim Krasinski, the actor who plays Sweet Chuck. Mm-hmm. Now he's meant to be an old man. Uh, he's actually thirty five <laughs> in this film. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so he was actually a pretty, he was a pretty good comedian. He was on SNL briefly. Oh, okay. he's, yeah, really? he's one of the cast of SNL in the mid '80s. I think when they called it the Dark Age, when it was meant to be sort of crap. Uh, I think when Eddie Murphy was pretty much carrying it. Yeah. So I think he did a season two. Same with Robert Downey Jr. What been during that sort of period? Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, Bubba Smith also uh, commented that he made more money from this film than he did in ten years of playing professional football. Oh, wow. Uh, possibly due to requesting a 2% of the movie's profits. Hmm. So, in lieu, in lieu of a higher salary. So, yeah, he did quite well out of this and would go on to do most of them. Apart from the last one, he didn't do because um, Hook's character wasn't called or wasn't 
uh, asked to be in it. So because she wasn't in it, he didn't want to be in it. Apparently, oh. so they they uh, maintain a pretty strong relationship. Apparently, or friendship, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Did we want to do? Uh, was do there anything, any, else? anything you want to talk about, Alex? Did this one have the scene where that kid has to go to school? Yes. And he shuts the window. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah with the smoke bomb. Yes. Yeah, I thought that was the kid from the Wonder uh, Years. It's a kid from the Wonder intact. Years. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was like pretty funny to see uh, Tackleberry use his force. <laughs> I talk kid, you know, like, you're going to school now, Mister. Shoot the window with that gas grenade or tear gas or something. Yeah, and the mother thanks him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, officer. No, it was just, yeah, can that, you just scare seems, him a little um, bit? Just, just yeah, scare uh, him a little bit. <laughs> I think that's, uh, yeah, a, a memorable one for me. Mm. And, of course, Michael Winslow's infamous uh, dinner scene or breakfast yeah, scene. Yeah, that's probably one of my favourites, definitely. Yeah, there's two prudes talking about how... Personally, I don't even own a, a television. television. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, actually, yeah, that seems pretty it, good. That, that is hilarious. Michael Winslow at his best, I think. Mm-hmm. Round of applause for Michael Winslow. Um, I don't know that 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 <laughs> that um, kung fu movie scene is also pretty funny. Yeah, it does come out of nowhere too, so <laughs> they do continue that. Yeah, thankfully. And at least this one, they they do a bit more police work. Actual police work, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, their first assignment, so they're mm. officially out in the field now. So, and, <clears throat> you know, they're sort of more hands-on. So I think that's, I guess it was bound to happen eventually, but at least we get a, a taste of their, yeah, their I th- experience out there. I think with each film, they kind of go... Do police work, then go back to the academy. Like with each one, they, they do the academy. The next one, they go do po- sort of more policing. So they sort of rotate a little bit. So, yeah, I sort of go back and forth sometimes. Oh, something I wanted to mention on the movie poster uh, is you see a girl standing next to Mahoney. Mm. Um, and she, there's no girl that looks like her in the film. Oh, really? <laughs> so apparently they uh, requested to have a blonde girl in the poster for no reason. Oh. Some sort of inside joke, I think. Uh, I think they even gave her a name or something. <laughs> All right. Well, they couldn't put the action. Couldn't put Kirkland in there. <laughs> yeah. They had a blonde girl there. Uh, all right. Um, so yeah, uh, you got anything you want to add, Eddie? No, let's just go into question. Go to question time. time. Question time, Alex. Let's bring it up. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, right. Uh, starting with you, Eddie. Uh, which character was your favourite? I'm going to go with Kirkland. Kirkland? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Just just for the little bit of female empowerment <laughs> thrown into the movie. I roll. For the lack of... Uh, what did you, call, you call it before? The, the Bechtel, Turing test? Bechtel test. The Bechtel test. All right, yeah. so recap. has to be more than one female character. Mm-hmm. Do they talk to each other? And if they talk to each other, is it about something other than the man? Yeah. Okay. All right. These girls, they don't even talk to each other. No, they don't. Yeah. Uh, Alex, favourite character? 
I'd have to go with Jonesy. Jonesy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, I went the Zed. <laughs> yeah. I love Zed. Oh, that shopping yeah. scene. Like when they're throwing the food and I'm like, hey guys, act of rage. And he just grabs that banana and just tears it off. And it's oh. that ridiculous <laughs> sound it makes. Like he's like ripping a Velcro off or something. I think yeah. they <laughs> they use as a sound effect. Oh, and when he's uh, putting all the vegetables back in the vegetable aisle and you see and you see sweet chucks in there yep, yep. and it smacks him in the face and makes that sort of like yeah. another ridiculous uh, sound. Yeah. Yeah, that was that. I, uh, I, re- I reckon in that one as well when Mr. Sweet Chuck goes and grabs the Fruit Loops and then Zed goes to grab it at the same time and they just start screaming at each other's face. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, that is a pretty good scene too. They just sort of Tear the shopping, the supermarket to shreds. Yeah. Which leads into the ladies, the ladies like, don't forget your stamps. <laughs> well, they didn't pay for anything. Would you mean food stamps, or did you actually meant? I think they're like stamps? coupons that you get once you. Yeah, you got coupons. Ah, uh, right. Because I, was, I wasn't sure. I thought you meant actual stamps. Okay. It, you know, it's funny with him as well. He was very polite when he like when he's leaving. <laughs> it's a really nice bargains here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, leading to the next question. Favorite scene. So we're going to go with Kirkland and Tackleberry when they are starting to get a little bit romantic with each other, and they start removing <laughs> the firearms, disarming themselves. Disarming themselves. <laughs> By the way, it's not like they have been to a riot or anything like that. That it's not like they've been out on they the job. On they had gone on a date. And they were packing. And they were a packing. <laughs> like you see them and they're all just doing this seductively, taking all of their weapons off their body and there is at the end of it, there's just this huge pile of <laughs> guns. <laughs> is there like tear gas canisters or something as well? Oh, and grenades. <laughs> like it was just <laughs> excessive. But yeah, it's, it was, it's a very funny scene. And if there was one more gun hidden somewhere, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> It's the light goes off. Um, but it was more symbolic, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Alex, favourite scene? I think my favourite scene would be that Jonesy taking the piss out of that couple having lunch. Yeah. I just, it, I don't know, you just, you sort of see him coming along and he's, I guess, he, 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 that thing where he's like, oh, he's my cue. Yeah, it's like he just, then, he just selects his targets, doesn't he? Like, oh, I'm going to fix yeah. these prudes up, you know. Personally, I don't even own a television. You know? <laughs> I love that, that part where she takes a bite of the burger. She sounds like a gorilla eating. <laughs> <laughs> and the and reaction, then, and then she, her reaction, it's almost like she's about to cry, like, yeah, what the hell's going on? And then when he drinks from the drink. Oh, when she blows like, her nose. My, just take me home. Yeah. yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Ah, oh, classic. Classic. Um, well, I think I said just a moment ago, shopping scene for me. Yeah. Favorite scene. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, back to you, Alex. Uh, favorite prank? I would have to go with the the epoxy resin. Yeah, I went shampoo. with that too. Yeah. So did I. Uh, yeah, the epoxy resin. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? And I think that... That scene just cues to when he 
gets chased by Lou, who is Jonesy, and then gets sent out into the. Oh, that is that the, is brilliant too. He's, yeah. <laughs> the, the 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 facial expressions, the facial expressions when he's pulling the doing the dog face, then he's sticking the lip in. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Please, Lou. <laughs> and he's crying. Please. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great scene. A yeah. great prank. Yeah. I mean, the cap- the body cavity search one was probably just a bit mean, wasn't it? <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. Um. But but leading, t- I reckon later on, you know, when um he he gets them all in the room together and he's he goes, I want to know who's responsible for this, and he puts his hands in the end, it's just all his hairs all over his hands, and then Mahoney's <laughs> sort of like, oh yeah, you'll go blind doing that. <laughs> you don't stop that, sir. You can go blind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, back to you, Eddie. Best stunt? Um, probably Lieutenant Mauser hanging from the rope. Oh, yeah. And then swinging around the room while there's the gunfight going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty cool stunt, that one, isn't it, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd have been hard to do. Yeah. Um, Alex, any particular stunts you liked in this? I reckon Mr. Sweet Chuck's. Shop getting uh, shot up was. I guess oh, it's not a, yeah. a typical yeah. stunt scene where you know everyone's doing something crazy. But I just, I just, you know, I thought it was pretty cool, just blowing his shop away. And yeah, yeah it's it, pretty it, chaotic in there, isn't it? Like, it, it, mm. and when uh, when when uh, Tuckerberry comes in, just starts randomly shooting things off a shelf, and then Kirkland just comes in, and just mows the place down like uh, in Predator, like just. Yeah, it's that thing yeah, where they sort of shoot first. Where the shoot up does later. more more damage than what the person would have stolen. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my best stunt is an interesting one. It's the football throw from Hightower. Uh, now, oh yeah. Now you know that weird. scene where uh, there's like um, there's a couple of the gangs picking on some kids who are playing football, and they take the football off them and they throw it, and it rolls over to Hightower, and he picks it up, and the guy's like, "Throw it to me." And you know, Hightail's like, yeah, no worries. And he throws it to him. And the way the guy bounces off the wall, it's it just looks so weird. I was almost convinced that they must have like shot it from a down up-down perspective. And he's like on a trampoline because he bounces off the wall. Yeah. It just, it just looks so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, that one's just my favorite. I just love that one. It just, it's, uh, it just looks so weird and hilarious. Mm. I don't think that's what they did, but it, it – the fact that he bounces off the wall when he gets uh, when he gets hit by the football, I just yeah, I thought that was kind of cool that I did that. Um, so who gets the wooden spoon, Eddie? Oh, gotta be Lieutenant Mauser. Oh, Mauser. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Mauser. Yeah, uh, Alex. Wooden spoon. I have to go with, with Fackler. Fackler. Okay. Yeah, he's, oh, he's a bit boring. Yeah, he didn't do do much in this. Yeah. Actually, I think there's some. I was watching uh, the trailer for this, and uh, something that caught my eye was that a lot of the shots were not from the film. Ah. Kind of almost like when you see the MCU movies, where all like even the Star Wars films that came out recently, mm. where the trailer shots aren't like the same shots, they're like maybe a different take or something. Yeah. And I noticed that a lot with those ones, like because I saw the scene where that car gets blown up behind them, and they're actually outside when it happens. Not not sitting inside, not noticing, or they actually see mm-hmm. the they see the car explode because when they're in the in the shop, they don't notice it explode behind them. Yeah, there's a scene like that. So, yeah, 
Oh, but uh, uh, my wooden spoon, I gave it to Proctor actually because oh, okay. he didn't get pictures of the recruits at the bar. He got pictures of the <laughs> drunken fruits. Getting fruit. pictures of the drunken fruits. Uh, yeah, I gave it to Proctor. So, but he gets better. Yeah, it's his first one. Um, right. Uh, so next question: Who gets the Oscar? I go to Alex first. I went with Zed. Yeah. Yeah, the bat. He's a bad guy, but he. he I still en- you know, you enjoy when whenever he's in the scene. You, you always enjoy what he's doing or what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Bobcat was a great addition to this uh, series, and it mm. just would not have been the same had they not got him in here. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I like that scene when. And they get introduced, um, uh, is it Jughead or Mahoney? Yeah. <laughs> they get introduced him and he's watching that little, I don't know, he's like a little kid's uh, movie. Yeah. Like, a movie guy and he's sort of sitting there and he's like, <laughs> he's intense with the, the moment of the movie that they interrupt him. I just, it's almost like Zed's, you know, as, as a thug as, as he is, he's got a little bit of a soft side to him as well. His mum's name was Jughead too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good American name. Uh, Eddie? Yeah, I'm going to go with the same. Yeah? No one else could do what he did for this movie. Well, oh, well, this is going to be controversial. I went with Michael Winslow, the Val Jones. I, I thought, yeah. Although I love Zed, the character, I thought um, mm-hmm. Oscar went to him. Okay. I know. There's no wrong answer, except all of yours. <laughs> right. Now, uh, final question, guys. Uh, what do you rate this movie out of 10 using something from the movie? Eddie. Um, I will go 6 out of 10 poxy resid filled shampoo bottles. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Alex? I'll have to give it a 9 out of 10 hairy palms. <laughs> For this one. Nice. Uh, I went with eight bananas ripped with the teeth. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe nine. Eight, nine. Maybe a nine. High, a high eight, low nine. Can we say that? 8.5. 8.5, Eddie. Okay. <laughs> if, that, if that's a rating. Uh, yeah, so we're at the end. Is there anything else you wanted to? No, I'm good. Final thoughts, Alex? Final thoughts? Hmm. Well, I get I, I reckon as I was saying before about this this police academy, definitely more enjoyable than the the first. And get it as I was saying, get getting their characters out and about and just you know, get always making a mistake or causing a havoc in society. Hmm. That's still a pretty fun movie now. I felt like this one had a lot more, um, a lot more pranks and sort of jokes and stunts in it. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, well, this this is a transition one where they do move to the stunts. Uh, so they start with the sorority sort of films, and then they move into the stunts because this one actually had a few stunts in it. There was one with, at the start with the car flying off into the into mm-hmm. the ocean. So you had a few. You know, that would have been a hard to coordinate. There wasn't like anything like that in the first film from memory. Uh, or maybe the motorbike, I guess, maybe, in the ho- head in the horse's ass. Well, you didn't really see anything, I guess. But uh, it, it's definitely, uh, yeah, they've escalated a bit 
I think, and uh, and that's something that will will continue on, and that will get will get more extravagant and uh, and uh, grander as it as a as the series continues. So, look forward to that. Uh, yeah, for me, I just uh, yeah really love this film, and I'm looking forward to doing number three when it, when we watch it sometime soon. But we will return back to Buffy next week, I think. Yep. So yeah, back to Buffy, and uh, so I think we'll wrap this up here. So, I hope you've enjoyed listening to us tonight. We are Nerd Subculture. My name is Jared. I'm Edwina. And Alex, thanks for joining us again. Uh, I hope you had enjoyed yourself. Yep, anytime. Great. <laughs> uh, so, if uh, if you like what you listen to, please... Uh, like, subscribe. But where would you find us, Eddie? I, I can't ever find oh, us. Oh, you can find us anywhere, pretty much. Just where? type it in. Just Google it just, now. Just Google us just now Google and we'll it. all pop up. Yeah, just... um, yeah, but yeah, we are on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. There's a Facebook group. Um, you can find us on all the podcast apps. Yeah. <laughs> We're on all those things, aren't we? We're on all of them. Yeah. So, till next time, take care. Bye. Bye. Yeah.